Kiora, New Zealand, it's three o'clock, and you know what time it is. That's right, it's time for my prostate exam. But it's also time to do some jibber-jabber on the radio. It's John O'Ban and Sharon. Nothing more important than a healthy prostate. <laughs> Here we go. Thank you, Jono. Tuesday afternoon, it's just gone three o'clock. Uh, great to have you with us this afternoon. The Oscars were on yesterday. Of course, everyone's talking about the shocking moment that happened. We're going to get into that next. You had a shocking moment, man, right, announcing the wrong thing at awards ceremony. We did the Helen Stein Brothers <laughs> That's uh, right. awards. It was their big sales night. One big night a year, and they have the supreme salesperson. It was like world. a big shield. It was a massive award. Wow. It looked amazing. And the beginning of the night, Ben's like, oh, jeez, we're bloody, bloody excited to be hosting the awards. Look at the supreme award, and he holds up the big award trophy, but on it is the name of the winner. No! <laughs> yeah. So everyone's yeah. like, okay, well, we might as well go home now. <laughs> Terry's won it again. Then everyone ben asked me back again. And all, the next year, you got to do it with Laura. Ben is the Warren Beatty of the show. <laughs> and I'm that weird old lady. Who's the old lady? <laughs> Faye Dunaway. Faye Dunaway. Bobby and Clyde. In fact, Faye probably looks younger than me. you got a big idea around the Oscars. We're going to try and do that next, right? Yeah. John O'Ben and Sharon. On the edge. Everyone today talking about the uh, the Oscars and what happened last night with uh, when they announced Best Picture, who won the uh, pristine award, the prestigious award. And it was pristine, very clean as well. It was very well. clean. <laughs> yeah, Although Warren Beatty clean. had his hands all over it, so <laughs> yeah. maybe not. It wasn't Cleanest the right award word. you'll ever see. Well, so, maybe it wasn't that clean because it was touched by so many different people <laughs> when they gave it to the wrong person, then they gave it to the right person. It was so awkward. Have a listen. The Academy Award for Best Picture. <laughs> La La Land. <laughs> So this is the moment that uh, all the cast no. go up. This, there's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. <laughs> it must have been so hard for that guy because he was the producer of La La Land. I'm they read the wrong thing. How did that actually happen? How did that screw-up happen? So he was accidentally given the Best Actress card with Emma Stone's name on it. Which Warren Beatty was. Yeah. Because everyone was like, Warren Beatty, you old fool. You're <laughs> losing well, your you mind. Tell, there was a wee moment. He looked at the card and he showed it to the lady he was with and he was like, oh, this isn't... And then she just read out, la-la-la. And she's Yo, like, Warren, you Warren you dottery old fool, I'll read it. Well, he was trying to say something was going on, but it turns out that those two, they were pl- like the original Bonnie and Clyde, Faye Dunway and uh, Warren Beatty, and it turns out they had had an argument in the rehearsal about who would say who won the movie. So she just saw La La Land and she said it real fast because she was scared he was going to say her line. <laughs> and so it just became an even bigger thing. But he's been getting all the heat for it, but it's really her fault. Yeah, well, she ran fault. off stage. What was the fault of the person? What was you know, the fault of getting the wrong card? Whoever, However they got the wrong card, whether mm. they picked it up or whether someone gave it to her. Oh, it? I want names. Oh, I want names. I'm here to kick some butt. <laughs> right. So what we're going to do uh, is award uh, some other things to uh, Moonlight today as well. Okay. Sounds great. Let's go through to a fish and chip shop. Hi, hi. Can I please order uh, three dollars chips? Three dollars chips. Our minimum is four dollars. Well, four dollars chips then. Yep. One snapper, a cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. Can you put that under? Can you put that for Jonathan? Jonathan. Okay. Hang on. Oh God. You're out there? You're out there, I'm afraid I've made the wrong order. Right. There was a mix-up, and Moonlight deserves these fish and chips. (laughs) These fish and chips go to Moonlight, okay? Moonlight? Yeah, not Jonathan. Not Jonathan. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. Look look at the card. The fish and chip order was for Moonlight. (laughs) He's, he's doing an... It's John O'Ben and Sharon from the Edge radio station. He's doing an Oscars gag from the Oscars yesterday. Did you get the reference? 
Get the reference? No, I didn't. Hey, okay, well, <laughs> do us a favour. Go to stuff.co.nz, catch up on topical events, then have a laugh, mate. <laughs> so, in, in conclusion, um, we don't need the fish and chips. And okay, I got that. Yeah. <laughs> I think you guys have come all the way over here to get the chips. you won't be winning Best Actor in a Fish and Chip phone call. It goes to Moonlight as well. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much for putting up with us, and uh, thanks for listening anyway. <laughs> All right, babe. See you later. On the edge. Yesterday on the show, Jono, we got the most shocking call I think we've ever had. Of all time. If Kanye West was in here and it was about four years ago, he would walk into this radio show right now and say Beyonce probably had a more shocking phone call. (laughs) I don't know if she did. Uh, Have a listen to this. This is what happened to the radio program yesterday. Sharon's still speechless. So, um, I've been seeing my uh, fiancé's mother. We hooked up on the weekend. Okay, how many This is... Shocking to me, but how often or how many times have you slept with your fiance's mum? Um, I've lost count, to be honest. What? Wow. How, long, how long has it been going on for? Almost since the day we met. Oh, what? and obviously your fiance doesn't know. No. How could you? <laughs> That'd be pretty, yeah, pretty well, weird hey. if she was cool with it. How could you do that? Like, if so, how long have you and your girlfriend been been together? Well, fiance, how long have you guys been together? Uh, I must be pushing five years now. So, just a crazy, crazy situation. We've disguised the guy's voice because we thought that we better to keep him. He there. was happy to go on the radio, but we're like, mate, we're, no. Keep his anonymity. I, w- I would like to walk him down the main street with a bell naming and shaming him, but, you know, we, don't we can't know do his that. Name. We don't actually know his name. <laughs> what, what, what are you from the 1920s? <laughs> yes. Game of Thrones? Shame. Shame. <laughs> people spitting at him on the side of the street? So, obviously, there's another party involved. And we've actually, we've got him back on the phone because we wanted to talk to the mother-in-law. Now, he's, he's with us now. You're there. How you going? Last night we spoke to you and we mentioned off air, we got Dan, our producer, to talk to you off air and, and sort of see if we could talk to the mother, the, uh, the, mm-hmm. the your, your fiancé's mother. Is this going to be possible? Yeah, give it a go if you want. So you've you've spoken to her, we understand, and she, uh, she is willing to come on the radio. Yep. As long as we disguise her voice after five. <laughs> yeah. Good. It's like you guys don't even really care what you're doing. <laughs> uh, I mean, I care, but I'm just I'm confident that it's, this is such a far-fetched situation. You don't know our family. You, you certainly know the family. Yeah, you, <laughs> you do. <laughs> You've only got the sister and the dad to go. <laughs> well, because we we, when we had you on yesterday, we got so many text messages from people uh, just saying how um, irresponsible this relationship is, that you guys shouldn't be together, that you needed to end it, that the mother was a terrible mother, all that sort of stuff. Does it, does it make you look at this in a more real light, that you realise what you're doing is so wrong? I know it's wrong, and that's part of the excitement, I think. Oh, oh my God. yeah, the forbidden fruit, your mother-in-law. Can I ask you a question? Is there any part of you that's guilty? Um, yeah, I guess, but it's just... Um, yes! The other parts of me um, are too loud. They love her. I love the situation. They love the, love the situation. You love both ladies. I can't help it. You are going to ruin their family when this comes out. So far, so good, I think. God, the sex must be dynamite. It must be dynamite. I hope I never meet you in real life because I'm very angry at you. I didn't even know this girl and I feel angry at her. Well, if you are, don't bring your mum, Sharon. (laughs) Mary Ellen would not be in for this sort of thing. We'll tell you that for a second. She's from Timaru. She's so you never know. Yeah, she likes them if if they're related.
not oh, I'm sorry to make light of this because this is obviously. Yeah, this is oh. horrible. Okay, well, we're going to talk to uh, we're going to talk to uh, the lady that you are having an affair with after five o'clock. Okay. Yeah, cool. John O'Ben and Sharon on the edge. Time for something different now. Oh. I want to wait for the magic to finish, mate. <laughs> Don't start talking over the magic. <laughs> private number. This is a game we play uh, where we phone celebrities from our private number at the radio studio because when you dial out from here, when it comes up on your cell phone, it's like no ID or private number or yeah. something. Always suspicious about answering those Do you want some private calls. numbers, Sharon? Uh Sometimes. It depends if I'm feeling risky or not. Oh, it's, you just don't know who it's going to be. Yeah, John, well, because most of the time it's work, and so I do answer, and if it's not, I pretend I've got Brad's reception, I'll hang up real quick. <laughs> John has got tax problems. We've talked oh, about this never before. answer, never <laughs> answer. It's always, the, it's always the bloody tax man. Why haven't you paid your tax for the year ending 2016? I was like... Today we're going to try a private number for the very first time, and we are going to do the project edition, and we're going to try and ring all of the hosts of Three's The Project. Now, if you want to watch that, it is on 3 at 7pm every night. It's a great Show, yeah, and good show. I reckon we, we ring first the queen of the project, Carnor Lloyd. Lovely, like she comes across very lovely and likable on that show, doesn't she? And like she is in real life as yes. well. That's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, some sort of scandal there. Lovely, likable lady, Carnor Lloyd. Do you think she'll answer a private number? I don't know, maybe. Too good for our private number, <laughs> okay. you, Carnor? I thought you were lovely and likable. <laughs> Let's try the next one on the project desk. Let's try Jesse Mulligan. Now, if I know one thing about Jesse Mulligan... He loves a phone call? <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking, thank God you came out there because I didn't know anything about Jesse Mulligan. Hi, this is Jesse Mulligan. No! Uh, one more. You've okay. got one last name project. All right. Uh, actually, going to look like you're just people who just are avoiding things. They could be in rehearsal, though. He is the king of Timaru, Mr. Josh Thompson. Claims to be the only Tongan from Timaru as well. Hello. Josh Thompson. Hey. John O'Ben and Sharon, welcome to our segment Private Number. You just answered a private number, baby. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Josh. Today was the project of edition. We rung Carnor first, then Jesse, and now we've rung you. You're the only member of the project that will pick up a private number. Is it is it bad that I'm in the toilet? <laughs> what? Are you actually? <laughs> That's how committed to the private number he is. <laughs> well, I suppose you're doing nothing else, are you? Yeah. So you might as well fill your time up in there, Josh. That's all I wait for. That's all I wait for. Well, this is ex- well. While we've got you, uh, I know you're doing the going to the toilet. So just talk over <laughs> the parts where you have to. Uh, what's coming up in the project tonight? Anything fun and exciting that we'd be into? Um, what's that? On the buying time. I'm good now. Um, oh, uh, you've got some, some, some construction work is up to no good. Um, and uh, and uh, something crazy happening on the West Coast with a jet boat. Oh, no good, no good construction oh, workers. I like the sound of it. We'll look forward to catching you at 7pm tonight. Hopefully you're out of the bathroom. Okay, so, wow, who knows? <laughs> the paper, I'll be fine. I hope you are, because it's four hours away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Alright, thanks, thanks for answering a private number. Thanks, Josh. John O'Ben and Sharon. On the edge. Now let's look at some news. A big news from a small town. Big news from the small towns. Yeah, this is uh, this is just like normal news, except not as important because it's from a small town. <laughs> oh, hey, it's important to get us. Get off the grass, that's mate. What, that's why we do the segment. What, what's, okay. the, what's the big news today, uh, John? We're going we're going south. Yeah, to Gore, um, where they have a public swimming pool there. The Dang. the the managers and and uh, owners of the pool walked in one morning mysteriously. Half of the water from the pool had disappeared. 
That's crazy. Are you sure it wasn't like a leaky drain or something? Yeah. And it mysteriously disappeared, Sherry. Even the water's trying to escape gore. I've got so many questions about this. I reckon we give them a call. Is the first question, uh, what happened to the water? Um, No, my first question is, do they still serve good chocolate fish after the swim? Okay. Because that's the best post-swim snack. Good afternoon, Gourmaldi Sports Complex. It's me, Hill Is that the Gourmaldi Sports Complex? Yeah, it is. John O'Ben and Sharon, a multi-sport radio announcers here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> from the Edge Radio Station, the big new small town. Half the water's gone missing from the pool. Oh, would you like to talk to the manager? Oh, I'll talk to you. Oh, you know the story. Yeah, we just want to know what happened. <laughs> I'll put you through to the manager. Oh, oh, pussy! Talk to us. Talk to us. Hello, Kim speaking. Oh, Kim's Kim. on the phone. Listen to the manager being all managerial. Put your managerial phone voice on. Let's give Kim a chance. Oh, my God. Who have we got here? It's Jono, Ben and Sharon. We're calling from the Edge radio station. We just heard the big story about the uh, the water going from the mysteriously disappearing. Mysteriously coming out the plant room door, yes. So, oh, oh so you got a leaky drain, have you? No, no leaky drain, no. What, what, how it mysteriously it, disappeared, Sharon. How is it mysterious? Like, is, is there no reason for it to be coming out? No reason. Oh, it just uh, was pumping over the top. Is there, okay, there's a lot of pumping going on in that pool. That's what I'm getting. But the yeah. second thing is, do you guys have a zoo? Because I'm thinking that maybe the elephants are getting out at night and doing some bombs in there. Oh, uh, yeah, you could be right. Yeah, now, here's a question. Because there's half the water, do you charge half the price? Oh. <laughs> oh, no, we shut the pool. No, really? Another question. Is this a ploy to just empty the pool as a ploy to make some news for gore? No, oh, definitely not. <laughs> What, what do you think is causing it? Do you think there's some sort of animal in there? Maybe there's a, a salmon stuck in the filter. Oh, yeah, it, yeah, absolutely could be right. We've got plenty of salmon levels uh, for our swim school. So. Okay. Well, I think Big News Small Town just create the story, we guys. Have. There's Broken salmon the in, the pu- in the pump room. Excellent. Now, before we go, uh, just wondering, do you sell chocolate fish in your canteen? Do, yes, we absolutely oh, do. Oh, thank God. What an excellent pull. Well, uh, good luck with the I love it. I love how your multi-sport complex has the ice rink shut and the pool shut today. (laughs) Yes, and we're all back up and going tomorrow. Sounds good. Thank you. You enjoy your day. Thanks for chatting to us. Okay. John O'Ben and Sharon. On the edge. A bit of confession to to announce to you guys. Uh, I haven't told told Jono about this because he wouldn't let me play it, but I wanted to play you something, Sharon, and our listener friends. Man, I thought that was going to be something else. (laughs) No, no, I'll save that for uh, the prime time after five. Okay, good. Thank you, good. I've got some audio from Jono's first ever radio <gasps> shift. Like, when this, this first time... No, you're not he, playing he is, this. Yes, no. Ra- I, think, yes. I think people want to hear no, what Jono Pryor sounded like on the radio for the first time. Can I, can, can I just... Because usually with radio, you tease. So the break before, I was like, what are you teasing, Ben? He's like, oh, don't worry, we won't do a tease. And now he's flopping this on us. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad that he flopped this on us. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm very excited to hear this. Oh, wait, did you have a radio name? Did you have a wacky name? Uh, yeah, Johnny. Did you call yourself Johnny? Johnny! What's wrong with Johnny? Johnny's cool. Johnny, yeah. Johnny's cool. Okay. Well, and then, then one day we're like, nah, Jono's cool. So this is what, um, what station was this? So this is a community radio station, Access Community Radio. Look how deep he's trying to put his voice sounding. <laughs> you, listen, listen to how high his voice sounds in this first ever radio <laughs> shift. This is Jono Pryor on the radio for the first time. Access Community Radio 890 AM. Good afternoon, Auckland City. Welcome to Sunday, the 8th of November. On the dot, hello, you with Johnny Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how, 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 how,
you're with Johnny, Johnny Pryor. Pryor. Hey, I, was having a, I was having a good day. Yeah, like I was a, having a good day. A race how, good, how good was Joe? Can we hear that again, please? Because I think I think that everybody needs to hear this radio break again because <laughs> this is the best. So present it again, Ben, like it's never happened before. Okay, so this is the first time that Johnny Pryor was ever on the radio. We've managed to get some audio <laughs> of this. First Community Radio 8 Good afternoon, Auckland City. Welcome to Sunday, the 8th of November. On the dot. Hello, you're with Johnny Pryor. Hello. Hello, you're with Johnny Pryor. 8th of November. And thank you so much. Here to say OT for Hippica. Basically, back here, same time, same place for another great show in the series. And of course, don't forget, coming up next at 5 past 4 is Murray Yates' Life of the Capital L. Why are you crying? Why are you crying? Hello. Just, hey, Hello. Just, my name is Johnny Brown. What, what is the accent you're doing? He was so chipper and so upbeat. I'm, 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 I'm just a little pubescent boy <laughs> trying to get us away in radio, I okay? I understand. It's like you've got on your OE and picked up an accent on the way back. <laughs> Hello. Hello. You're with Johnny Brown. <laughs> it's me. It's me, Johnny. There we go. Oh, That's we should, Johnny uh, Brown. Little Johnny's here I'll in November. A, I'll play a tape from the next show where uh, puberty actually happens. <laughs> <laughs> is it tomorrow's show? <laughs> Johnny Brown. Sharon. On the edge. Last night on our radio program, we had uh, the most shocking call. We've been talking about it all afternoon uh, from a gentleman who had been sleeping with his fiance's mother. So, um, I've been seeing my uh, fiance's mother. We hooked up on the weekend. Okay, how many t- This is shocking to me, but how often or how many times have you slept with your fiance's mum? Um, I've lost count, to be honest. What? Wow. How, long, how long has it been going on for? Almost since the day we met. Well, we disguised his voice <clears throat> uh, from last night, obviously, to, uh, for obvious reasons. Yeah, and we've even uh, we had to disguise the mother-in-law's voice because uh, she is joining us on the phone right now. Are you there? Uh, yes, I am. Welcome. Gee, I, I'm surprised you'd even come on the radio to talk about this. Obviously, we've got your voice disguised, so hopefully no one uh, no one you work with or anyone you know recognises you. First question, what the f*** are you thinking? <laughs> um, well, it's just one of those things that's happened, I guess. What do you mean it's one of those things that happens? Because I, I, I'm finding it really hard to just really get my head around the fact that somebody's mother would sleep with their daughter's fiancé. Like, what what part of you fell into this trap? It wasn't like that at the beginning. I mean, we, when I met him, we just sort of had this attraction, and it was just... I didn't really think it would sort of last this long, to be honest, and I, I thought it would just be, you know, something that would just happen and be forgotten after a while and wouldn't matter. Are you in love with him? Yes, I am. Are you married? Are you, like, having an affair on your husband, or is, are you a uh, solo mother? Um, no, I, I am married. You're, so you're married? Oh, holy! So not only are you cheating on your husband... This is some Jeremy Carl stuff, But you're guys. sleeping with your daughter's fiancé. Like, I, I, I just find it, I find it hard to believe that you're remorseful if you actually love your daughter, because I just can't imagine a mother wanting to do this to their daughter. Well, he says that he loves me more than what he does my daughter, so... But, but do you love your daughter more than you love her fiancé? Of course I do, but it's a different, isn't it? How does something like that even come about? <laughs> yeah. Like, who made the first move back in the day? I can't really remember, to be honest. It was sort of mutual, I guess. 
Is it something that you want to end? Like, or, or do you want to stay together? Or is, are you guys going to run off together and be out in the yeah. open? Or are you just going to keep it as this dirty little horrible secret? Um, well, I mean, there's lots of lots of people to consider with that, isn't there, really? I mean... Well, that's the thing, that the damage that is done if this ever gets out, you know, you're affecting multiple people's lives, aren't you? Well, not at the moment we're not, really, because it, it's not really affecting anybody apart from us. Well... Oh, my God. So, on a <laughs> Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. If they're obviously due to get married, if they get married, is this going to continue on? Well... I'm not sure that they will get married, really. I'm hoping that maybe he will do the right thing. and Or maybe can... you'll do the right yeah, thing. Well, yeah, yeah. Either of you can. <laughs> yeah, either of you can just, I don't know, protect your daughter from, you know, getting completely hurt and you never seeing your daughter again. Like, aren't you worried about that? Of course I'm worried about that. But, I mean, I just really love him. And, you know, it's hard to walk away, really. Thank you for sharing this with us and, and talking on the radio today. I know that it took a lot to get you on here and we've disguised your voice. And um, I'd like to say I hope everything works out, but I just can't see that happening. Uh, thank you for your time. That's okay. Jeez, here we go. Honestly, wow. I've never wanted to get violent down a phone yeah, before. You're, you're, uh, wow, the, the calls, the text machine's just blowing up. Should we, should we go to some calls? Yeah, Therese's on the phone. What do you reckon? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How did you not shout at her? Seriously. That is disgusting. It took all of my strength to not yell at her, Tracy. If you could tell the the mother anything, what would it be? She is a beat-up piece of... Yeah, like okay. who does that to their own daughter? They're flesh and blood. It's actually disgusting. Thank you so much for your call, Tracy. Great self-censoring there too, Tracy. She's <laughs> even cut her own yeah. swear words I know. Out. Hey, The Edge, what do you think? It's absolutely disgusting. I can't believe it. Do you think that they're going to stay together or do you think that they're going to just hide Ooh. it from the daughter forever? I think they're just going to hide it, eh? No one, just, no one can win out of this. This is the thing. Like, even if he tells, they tell. It's just like, oh, mm, It's so frustrating. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for calling. Hey, The Edge, what do you think? I think that is so disgusting. I would honestly lose the plot. I can't even believe that someone would do that to their child. It's, it's, I can't even imagine like a mother doing that. I, like, I try to put myself in the shoes. Oh, yeah. I'm like, would my mum ever yeah. do something like that? No way. Here is, no, here's, like, here's a situation for the peer review, okay? Mm-hmm. Your daughter's dating Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Ryan Gosling's like, hey... Hey, girl. <laughs> what are you doing, Sharon? I am still not tapping Ryan Gosling. What are you going to do, babe? There's no way I could. Like, she's so selfish. I just can't even believe that mm. someone would even consider that would go through their head. What if she's Ryan Gosling's normal. like, hey, I'm really good at deep tissue therapeutic back massages? No, that is not hitting. He's got a shirt off. What are your two cents on the matter? Honestly, someone needs to tell that poor girl because me personally, I've had... Like, multiple boyfriends cheating on me, but not with my mother, of course. Mm. But honestly, being in that situation and that going on for so long, he needs a crack or something. Oh, if I... If honestly, I don't think crack's going to solve the situation. <laughs> if anything, it'll make it worse. Jess, if I, could find, if I could find this girl's phone number, I would call her in a second and tell her what a loser her mum and her bro- boyfriend are, but we just don't even know what her name is. Exactly. It's oh. It is so Especially, I was listening earlier when you guys got the guy on the phone again. And honestly, I was like, 
the story as well. I've... Just made things so much worse. Oh, they don't right. sound remorseful, do they? No. No, they think it's okay, but honestly, it's really not. It isn't. And you know what? We've actually got a relationship ex- expert on the line right now because we've got John Aiken from Married at First Sight coming up for an interview very soon. He's already on hold, so we should get his two cents on the yeah, situation. Yeah, John, you, you've been listening to this on hold. What do you think? Oh, jeez. What, what's your play on this? Yeah. I mean, what I can say is that when I work with couples and there's an affair going on, I 100% fail with every couple that I see. Wow. When, wow. when you are having an affair, you can't build the relationship with your partner. Um, it's not going to end well with your fiancé or with your partner. Because we actually spoke to the mother today and she uh, claims that these guys are in love uh, but they don't want to break the daughter's heart but she just says that she can't ignore her feelings and all that sort of stuff. Well, it means uh, things are going to get very ugly very fast. Oh, God. And, uh, everything will blow out and uh, all things will come uh, out in the, in, in the end of it all and uh, it could mean long-term relationships are ruined forever. So it's a very, very dangerous situation. People always go, honesty is the best policy. Are there instances where honesty isn't the best policy? <laughs> like this, for example. Well, I, I think, you know, in this situation, you're not going to be able to hide it for that long. You know, what's going to happen when they're standing at the altar and the, uh, you know, the mother's there? No, the question I would ask, if he calls it off with the mother, they decide to end the relationship, the daughter doesn't find out or his fiancée doesn't find out, is it still okay to proceed, you think, or not? Well, it's, it's going to be very hard um, because, um, you know, when you have an affair, realistically, if you're going to move forward successfully, you want to have nothing to do with a third party. And uh, in this case, they're always going to be in and around the mother, which will create major issues in terms of boundaries. So I think this is going to be a hard one to pull off. You did right, mate. Oh, yeah. He's uh, bloody fascinating, John Aiken. We'll have more from him uh, next. Yeah. John O'Ben and Sharon. On the edge. Back tonight on TV th- on three. Sorry, on three now, isn't it? Uh, it is uh, Married at First Sight. And uh, joining us still on the phone is uh, psychologist John Aiken. Are you there, buddy? How are you guys? Oh, it's good to have you on, John. No, we're doing well. First, first rule is always answer the question. We're doing well. <laughs> we're doing well. How are you going, John? <laughs> Look, uh, it has been amazing, the um, the success of this new format, this new show with Married at First Sight. We are loving it over here. Oh, that's, does it make you even more nervous, though, whether or not the couples will work out in the end? No, nah, it's the same process. It's just that uh, we've supersized everything. So it's uh, we've got 10 couples. It goes for eight weeks. We've matched them all across the country. Uh, it's just more exciting, John. Uh, do you get do you get through the series? Like, have you got halfway through the series and gone, "Oh, we've got it wrong with one of the couples"? Well, certainly, uh, you can see early on the couples that are going to be able to cope and those that don't. Like, for instance, when Deborah said, "I just want a Polynesian guy," uh, you know then that uh, it doesn't matter who you match her with; she is absolutely focused on one thing. Uh, and so you know then, uh, this isn't going to work. Uh, and mm. you don't know it going in, uh, but very soon as the, so, as, as the experiment starts, you start to see major flaws. So I've got a question, John. As somebody that matches people up on Married at First Sight and stuff like that, I have amazing friends that I cannot understand why they are single. So we're going to film this right now. We're going to put it on our website. What do you think every single person should do? Should they have the checklist? Should they not have the checklist? What do you think? Look, I like people knowing what's wrong and what's right in terms of a partner. 
and and you don't want to keep repeating bad mistakes. So if you go after a bad boy, typically you don't want to keep doing that. That's a problem with me being the bad boy. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. But but what I would say about checklists is that you want them to be based on your preferences and what you know you want, but you don't want them to be so strict that it rules everybody out. Uh, and and doesn't hurt at times to get out of your comfort zone and do something different, which checklists don't allow you to do. Other than that, keep a bit of an open mind, otherwise you're literally going to rule everybody out. Wow. This radio show is kind of like an arranged marriage too. We um, <laughs> Sharon was on the edge. We got put with Sharon. You know, how do you, how do you think we cope? And John, in your expert opinion. Well, it sounds like you're pretty good. I mean, the, the, the whole key to it is that um, you're making sure that you know, at a superficial level, someone might say, well, I want him a bit taller or I want this person to uh, be a bit more ambitious. But at the core level, they've got to have the same values. So it's all good that we're in three separate studios then? <laughs> that we're going well? <laughs> well, that sounds like you, the personal space is not a problem. Yeah. Sharon said she wanted someone with more hair when I walked in. It was on a checklist. It was on a checklist. No, it's interesting. You're just the superficial. Hey, good on you, John. Hey, thank you very much for your time. Congratulations once again on the uh, the ongoing success of uh, Married at First Sight. It's really ramped it up a notch this year and yeah. uh, hope it continues to go well for you. Thanks so much, guys. Always a pleasure. John, Ben and Sharon. On the Edge.